This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com. This is a Paramount podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 30th. Your nightmare is over. You have a football schedule for the 2024 West Virginia University Mountaineers. Might have had it a day ago if you were paying attention. But now it's actually out there. It's on paper. It'll be on your refrigerator or on your favorite wall sometime soon. Here to help me break it down very quickly, very thoroughly. Chris Anderson. Chris, um, let me see here. I'm trying to check the message you sent me. This looks like 12 and 0. Oh, how about that? Bold. You're optimistic about this. Ah, uh, man. You can put me on 12 and 0 right off the bat. And I'm sitting here <laughs> staring at it. And I'm going to kick it back to you and say, are they at 500 by the time they go to Arizona on October 26th? You'd hope so, right? Hope think so. about think about a year ago. We were like, okay, where's the open week? Where could they have a coaching change? Where can they fire Neil Brown comfortably and conveniently? Everything's totally different now. The the weird part about this is for that conversation, Chris. This is the first time since 2019 there have been two open weeks in a season. So mm-hmm. um, West, there's been one for the past couple of years, and for schools like West Virginia, you really haven't haven't had that because you've had the open week and then a midweek game following it. And no one's going home on that weekend that you don't have a game because you're actually starting your practice. If you're playing the Thursday, all of a sudden your Saturday becomes your Monday, and, and you kind of have to readjust and, and do things on the fly that are a little bit different, but players didn't get to go home. And if you think about it, think of how long the COVID season was, just how crazy that year was. Nobody ever got to leave campus. And that, in our heads, that's a long time ago. The last time they had multiple bye weeks, and for the purpose of the discussion, like an actual functional bye week, was 2019 it was before the COVID season so that's how that's how rare something like this is and for West Virginia to get two breaks is a big one but one of the things you notice right away is that they only really have one break they have an open week where they don't have a game uh, that is in between Kansas at home on September 21st and then at Oklahoma State on October 5th the other open week and we can get into why this is a good one too they play at Arizona on October 28th Half open week because then they play a midweek game at Cincinnati a week later. I don't know. Rest is good. Travel lightened a little bit. Doesn't seem like a bad deal there. And I guess as I as we can get into this, I look at that. I look at other arrangements here. Apart from having an even number of home and road games, this looks like a pretty favorable schedule to me. Like I say, it's easier, harder, harder than people think or easier than people think. I don't know quite yet. I haven't compared them to the other Big 12 schedules. However, 
look, I don't see anything here that's too daunting or too impossible for a team that um, certainly last year's schedule was a variable in the conversations you had about the team's success. That that second bye week is a good one because they get to go home and eat their Halloween candy. Is that why? Mm. Is that what we're talking about there? No. I can explain it to you. Would you like to hear? You want to get into that right now? Why, why, why I like that one? Because yeah, go for there's it. a couple of things I really like. And I actually kind of tiptoed into this on three things on Sunday. There are three long road trips this year are going to be at Oklahoma State, at Arizona, and at Texas Tech. If you can find spots in the schedule to put your three longest road trips, road trips, you would ideally have them around your open weeks and maybe your last game of the season. Why the last game of the season? You don't want to play on the road in the last week. Yeah, true, but you're not playing afterwards. If you're going as far away as Lubbock or Tucson, you're coming home and you kind of lose a day a little bit. You know, your 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 whole Sunday is kind of goofed up if you're playing a, a game that far away. They play at Texas Tech and they don't have a game the week later. That's uh, cool. Objection. Conference yep. championship game. I was going to get into that. They can create a heck of a problem here, though, <laughs> if that is a game that has odds. So then you're yeah. all of a sudden you are a little bit shorter. But right now, let's not let's not put the horse the horse in the cart in the wrong order here, Chris. Thank you. The other one I liked about this too is you go to Arizona. And then you have the next Saturday off, so you're not playing a short week that week. You're not playing a game the week after. The bummer here is you're playing back-to-back road games, Arizona-Cincinnati. The positive is that it's a midweek game against Cincinnati. That's the shortest road trip West Virginia has. So back-to-back road games with a huge asterisk here. You're not playing the following Saturday after Arizona. You are playing a short week, like an abbreviated game week, the following game. But your road trip is a Cincinnati. And, Chris, that could be a Thursday or a Friday game. They might not even have like a full, like not even like a half week. They may have close to a full week if they play on Friday. And again, that's a bus ride, I would assume, to Cincinnati. That's pretty reasonable. And the third one, Oklahoma State, that's after your Kansas game. So you have a week off before your other long road trip. And truth be told, Oklahoma State isn't a terribly long road trip. It just happens to be the third longest this season. You certainly can get by with that. The other road trips are to Pitt and Cincinnati. Um, in a year where Oklahoma isn't a bad road trip, that's a pretty good year. Yeah, and, and I'm staring right at that month of November. That, that prior to this past season, has been a, a tough time for, for West Virginia teams and, and a lot of uh, long trips, hard battles, you know, and some of that has to deal with the, the breakdown of the roster as the season goes on due to injuries and everything like that. But you look at this list now, and it's a bye week to kick things off, an open week to kick things off, and then a Quick little bus ride to Cincinnati and then home, home. And then, like you said, you know, the the uh, road trip to Texas Tech to end the regular season. So that that looks nice. Something else, Mike, that I'm double, triple checking my numbers right now as we're talking, because we're doing this on the fly. But can you tell me the last time? And, and this isn't new news right here, the, the the number of home teams. Like the how many home games you had was known for a while. It's just the order. But. Can you tell me the last time West Virginia had seven through home games? Can you tell me the year? No. 2016 was the last time they had it. I mean, you go and look at some of the standings, and other teams are, like, averaging seven home games a year. And part of that is because of some of West Virginia, you know, playing two Power 5 opponents uh, in the non-conference some of those being neutral site games that they've set up instead of true home games. And then the previously kind of uh, the uneven uh, nature of the big 12 conference uh, of slate. And 
Now you look at it, and here you are. West Virginia's got five of their nine Big 12, again, still uneven, but five of their nine Big 12 home games, but they have two non-conference games at home, true home games, for the first time, based off what I'm looking at right here, since 2016, which is the last time they won 10 games. Two true non-conference home games? Oh, no. Can we talk about the second one? Sure. Albany. Yeah. FCS sleeper. I'm not sure you ever forecast the, the the first FCS loss for West Virginia. I don't know if it'll happen this year. That's a team that had a really good year last year. Um, a, a top, I think they were 11 and four. They won their conference to seven and one. Good coach. Um, some returning talent, some lost. They uh, they were actually a pretty senior heavy team. I shouldn't say that. They um, a lot of their they they were they had done well developing players, but also in the portal too. Some players who went down to that level and did okay. But we'll see what they have up their sleeves too. Obviously, the big one that people are going to talk about. Penn State, that comes out, Chris, that, that'll be played August 31st. That is not a Monday. That is not a Thursday. It's not a Sunday. That's a that's a Saturday game, which a lot of people have wondered. I still look at that, and I think if they want to move that game, if if the executives do get around to it, and it just means, okay, the schedule poster is wrong at West Virginia and Penn State, so what? They'll live with that. I wouldn't be surprised at that move, but I haven't had anybody tell me that's going to move yet. Um, where would you put this? in the pantheon, I guess, of anticipated home openers. If you're looking back at the past X number of years, as it seems like you are, hasn't been this condition since this year. It's been this many years since we've had this. Where would you put Penn State? Likely, again, a top, I don't know about top 10, but let's say top 15 team, maybe top 10. Last year we were talking top five, but still a good program that's going to have good continuity on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, and it's going to have freshmen and transfers that just add to what they return. Going to be a good team. West Virginia probably wishes it had a do-over in that game or could have played it later in the season. Nevertheless, first game of the season, West Virginia coming with a lot of momentum. Obviously, Penn State will be too. Got to think this is one of the more anticipated home games, home openers, I should say, in quite some time. You know what? You said it, and I was like, yeah, no, Tennessee just a couple years ago, but neutral site. Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech, neutral site. Alabama, neutral site. All home, uh, you know, not home openers, season openers that were – you know, had a lot of hype around him. A lot of people were excited about that matchup. A lot of trash talking got that Tennessee one, you know, that obviously ended up well for West Virginia, but leading up to it, it was a lot of fans, a lot of uh, people in Knoxville talking trash, West Virginia talking trash. It was, it was a good one, a neutral site. I am going to say, and I don't know, this might tick some people off, but is this the most anticipated home opener since Marshall? Like in 2012? I mean, obviously I think this is, more excited West Virginia fans are more excited about this, but I'm like, man, when there's some crappy like to, you know, season home opener, excuse me, not just regular home opener, but like season home openers, like for week one, week zero at home. I mean, it's it's William and Mary, it's Eastern Kentucky, it's you know, some neutral site games. And I'm not even getting anything that's even got a pulse until I get back to like 2012, and that's a blowout win over Marshall. And that's We'll say excitable for fans for for different reasons, and I'm still going back. I'm just rolling through the schedule like Liberty, Villanova, Ugh, Western Michigan. Mike, Mike, when am I going to hit something? Marshall, this is not it's like good. Wisconsin, maybe Wisconsin in 2003. I don't think that was a great like Wisconsin era or team or anything. No, oh my goodness. So, so you're thinking lost, Ohio State, but, maybe? Yeah, might be. Might go that far back for sure. 26 wow. years ago. Yeah, that's wild. 
it, 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 not to get off too far on a tangent, but like, who's that on? Whose fault is that? Because that's like, I don't think that's good, right? Or, no. or is it? Because right? Because well, you know, you'll get the argument. Hey, get the little warm up game and then have the the big game week too. But man, like to not have home excitement, home opener, season home opener excitement for a literal generation. That's gotta fall. It's like you can't let that happen. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, think about this too. If, if this was flip flopped, and last year you have Penn State at home, I'm not sure people would have been very jazzed about that. And this year you have, let's say it's a road game at Penn State, and West Virginia has a lot of momentum, all the good things going for it. And you got to go to Happy Valley for the first game against what's going to be a, a certainly a regarded team in the preseason. I'm not sure everybody's fired up about opening on the road here. So this has kind of worked out. Now, what you and I and the people listening want, probably very different than what Neil Brown or whoever is coaching his team wants. You probably don't want, um, you know, a home run hitter in the leadoff spot on your schedule bunch. Last year, right or wrong, Brown certainly made some noise about the the way that the the non-conference is set up. We've talked a bunch about do you want to open with a FCS team? Personally, I don't I don't think so. You got a whole summer to get ready for an FBS team or a power five team, you know, down gear a little bit in the second game if you'd like. That's always a subjective thing. People can and do what they want. Trouble is, Chris, like a lot of their rivals are are unattainable like an Ohio like rivals a weird word here Ohio State Penn State those aren't going to happen very often those are like geographic rivals there's a um look down your nose aspect to a rival like Marshall and then West Virginia was in the conference for a long long time with Virginia Tech and Pitt not recently but and that's what makes it so cool to have them back on the schedule at different times so to get a rivalry or a much-anticipated game in that number one spot in the schedule has been difficult for different reasons there, too. I'm not sure it makes it acceptable. And then for a while, you, as you mentioned, you had some of those neutral side games, which are big paydays, which maybe aren't as important now when you're making all the money you are just by being in the football conference. But back in the day to get, you know, $3 million north of $3 million to play an Alabama, a Florida State game that, by the way, they still owe West Virginia and Florida State a, a make good on that. Tennessee, those neutral side games were fun. They were like bowl games, and you could certainly pitch that in a certain way to get fans excited. 
You're also asking them to drive and spend money to go somewhere and watch a game where it's a lot easier and a lot more comfortable and familiar just to go to Morgantown to watch a game too. So I really wanted those neutral side games. They're not being as popular for um for ADs or coaches as they once were. And Brown was pretty adamant. You gotta have gotta have that extra home game if you can have it. And they have it this year, and that's not a bad thing at all. All right. So I'm looking at the schedule. Now we haven't had we're we're doing this rapid wrapping. Um, we haven't had the opportunity to go do one of your favorite things, which is see what the other opponents, who the other opponents are playing before they play West Virginia, which which can have an impact on how fresh they are, how much they've traveled, you know, where their focus is and whatnot. But looking strictly at this and West Virginia's schedule, where does this rank on a toughness from one to 10 with 10 being how everyone not named Mike predicted last year's schedule to be and one being, you know, the late stages of the collapsing big East right before West Virginia left. Um, North of middle. How about that? I don't think it's okay. I don't think it's like the hardest because there were some loaded Big 12s from the moment they walked in and the Big East had its moments there, too. But West Virginia was certainly one of the better Big East teams at that time. And I think that last year is probably softer than this here, too. But just, you know. Finger gun to your head here, Chris, like who are the top teams in the Big 12 figure to be this year? You might put West Virginia up there. You might also put Kansas, Kansas State, and Arizona. They're all on West Virginia's schedule. Last year, you didn't have Texas. You didn't have Kansas State. You didn't have Kansas. We made a bunch. I mean, even Iowa State was kind of frisky last year. Like, you might have considered that a win. Like, boy, I'd like to have them on the schedule. They weren't on the schedule. And that might have been good for West Virginia. Who knows? Hard to say. But certainly not playing Texas. And I think it's fair to say that they would have had issues against Kansas State and Kansas. At certain times of the year, the quarterback issue was prevalent in the Big 12 last year. And West Virginia definitely benefited from that. But they're all on the schedule this year. I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be like. Um, I guess Fafita is going to stay at Arizona. But what's Arizona going to be like? That's changed a lot since we kind of established them as a sleeper candidate. So you get them. You beat them. That's good. We'll see how much that matters. Kansas State, their quarterback's at Ohio State now. The guy coming in, supposed to be very good. Dual threat guy. Really good athlete. Highly regarded. Don't know about him yet. Kansas. Is Jalen Daniels going to play a full season? Maybe. And Jason Bean isn't walking through that door right now, which are words I never thought I would say, but that does matter. So it's 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 still like up in the air a little bit. And if I look at the other schools that we do think we know about, are you really worried about uh, a UCF and their quarterback situation? Are you really worried about Baylor right now and the down year that they had? Iowa State, I would think that they're probably coming back sooner than later. That's a tough one there too. So, And then Oklahoma State, I've probably given up making predictions on them. Just like speaking these words out now and trying to, you know, digest them and, and make sense of them as I, as I speak them, it does seem like it's difficult, but it does seem like there's enough variable and volatility out there that it might be easier than you thought. But also, if all these I don't knows click, that becomes a difficult schedule too. Like, what if the coach at Arizona is good? And what if Fafita is as good as advertised and he flourishes with the coach? What if uh, Rocco Becht is for real? What if the quarterback stays healthy at Kansas and the the new quarterback is very good at Kansas State? Like all these what ifs. It doesn't mean they all go wrong because you don't know the answer. Um, there's a lot of variance there. That could be difficult for sure. The thing you like, though, they don't go back to back on the road except that Arizona Cincinnati game, which really isn't back to back. And twice in conference play, they have back to back home games like that's that's a benefit for sure. I think that's probably something they could probably wrap their arms around. Well, if you ask me to put a number on it. I would say somewhere like six or seven, like you said, north of north of the middle. Um, 
And part of it is because some of the road games that you mentioned, not difficult, great, great point about no back-to-backs except for the one with the buy in between. So it's not even back-to-back with Arizona and Cincinnati. But you look at some of those teams, Pitt, Oklahoma State, Arizona, Texas Tech. Now, Cincinnati was just bad this past year. They were bad on the home. They were bad on the road. They are just terrible. Um, so I am excluding them in this data set that I'm about to, to throw out here. But those other teams, they were 17 and or 18 and seven at home last year. And that includes a pit team that was terrible. They were, they did not win a game on the road and pit was, but it was still three and three at home. Um, you go through, I think Oklahoma state was like six and one Arizona was five and one Texas tech was two and four on the road, but four and two at home. So those are teams out of all the teams in this league that I think have some nice home field advantage, which, you know, it's going to tick up that little, that, that schedule just a little. Like, we're again, I think this is a favorable-ish schedule, but that's going to tick it up just a little bit, that, that those are the teams that they're playing on the road and not someone like, say, no offense, Baylor or UCF. Again, like teams that West Virginia, um, I don't think would have as much trouble with if they had to play those games on the road. You want to play the quarterback game really quick? Go. All right. Garrett Green, Drew Aller. Close. I'm gonna make make it even for me. I'll make it okay. Dead even. Bye. Okay. Albany's quarterback does come back. He was a pretty good player as a sophomore last year, I believe. He um, uh, Reese Reese Puffenberger Puffenberger. Sure, I'll take your word for it. Sure, but I believe he's back. Um, good numbers last year. But I'm just gonna probably go, and go out on a limb and say Garrett Green. Okay. Um, Pitts quarterback. Green, I don't care. Who is Pitt's quarterback, by the way? I don't know. They got a. Uh, uh, well, we'll keep going here. Uh, Jalen Daniels or Garrett Green? Garrett Green, but not my much. Close, very okay. close. Okay, interesting. Boy, the Pitt one's kind of bugging me for a second. I might have to go back and check this one out here. Nate Yarnell, is that what? Oh no, uh, Christian Vizio. He's still he's still on the team. Did he transfer out? I mean, he, I was wondering if they got a transfer. To be honest, Nate Yarnell. Who's that? Here we are looking up our pit football players on the fly. I don't know. It's either Yarnell or Milieu, unless they added somebody. Possibility. Oh. Uh, Jalen Daniels, Garrett Green. Uh, very close, but Green. Do do how do you believe in the whole ability durability thing? The bet what the best ability is durability <laughs> or availability. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I got that wrong. My bad. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, I think I mean it's got to mean something. I had, West Virginia benefited from that this year, as as some of uh, the most ardent Neil Brown critics will tell you that West Virginia got some quote quarterback luck with who they faced off in 2023 because other quarterbacks were unavailable or got hurt during the game against West Virginia. Um, yeah. So it means something, that's for sure. Okay. He missed a lot of time last year um, when the season went south the year before he was out, took a red yeah. shirt. Uh, by the way, Eli Holstein went to Pitt from Alabama. Um, that's yeah. quarterback I was trying to think of. Uh, go Garrett Green or Alan Bowman? Green. Garrett Green or Rocco Becht? Close, but Green. Garrett Green or Avery Johnson? Mm, green. Garrett Green or Noah Fafita? Man, I like Fafita. I think he might be a little young, so maybe Green has the edge, but like Safita a little better. Garrett Green or I mean Cincinnati's got a competition, so I'm just gonna say Garrett Green right there. Green, yeah. 
uh, Garrett Green or Baylor's quarterback, and that's going to be Jake Spavitt all special there. Um, they have hit the portal and brought in – I'm trying to think of who the quarterback was that they brought in. Um, from Toledo, Daquan Finn. Okay, that's a good one. I like him a lot, actually. Um, oh, that's tough. Maybe – Maybe green because he's accustomed to this this level of talent. But by that point in the season, you know, you're 10, 9, 10 games in, he might be uh, in the same boat. So close. Possibility. We go to UCF. Um, KJ Jefferson, right? Yeah. I was going to say, we did, didn't we do this? We had, we had everybody. We had it down. We were pretty close, too. Ah, oh, man. Jefferson, man. Some nice quarterbacks in this league. Not, I like not... KJ Jefferson a lot. I don't know what happened to him at, uh, at, yeah. At Alabama, excuse me, Arkansas, but I like him a lot. I was say, I don't feel like there's like this definitive like Quinn Ewers this year or Dylan Gabriel, but I feel like there's like six guys on this schedule right here that I'm like, hey, that's a, all six of those guys probably would have been the third best quarterback West Virginia faced last season or second. So close, but green. Who's who's a tech now? I mean, I just like the fact that he knows what he's doing and that Jefferson's going to have to learn what to do. Yeah. Jefferson's got experience and he's been playing in the SEC, but, I mean, he also left. That wasn't the best situation. And then finally, uh, I guess Baron Morton. Yeah. Green. So Probably going to take green. So think about this. Like, not only we, – we mentioned this before. The quarterback is the key, and Brown kind of fumbled the quarterback spot for different reasons before development, you know, portal, whatever, from from Kendall and Daigie all the way to Daniels and – Trying to trying to make it work, and then finally finding that Green was a guy and developing him for a year. Now you don't have that question mark, but also like in these matchups, it does seem like they're they have the advantage in a lot of them, or it's a push. There's not many times you go, no, no, I don't, I don't want Green. I want the other guy here, and that's one lens to view the schedule through. And you can look at different position groups and know who has the best group, you know, offense, defense, and then some of those, you know, you might say West Virginia's offense might be better than the other team's offense or defense. I'm not sure how many times you're going to say that West Virginia's defense is the best unit in the game. But I'm also not sure that the other team's defense is going to be unquestionably better than West Virginia's offense, at least as we projected here um, late in January when the schedule just comes out, too. And offense considered looks looks fairly reasonable to me. And again, just with what happens at Arizona and then some of the quarterback question marks. And you think about these polls, Chris, they look at your wins, they look at returning players and look at the quarterback. Nine wins, a lot of returning players in the quarterback situation, which we've just spelled out here, too. Like It does seem like. Not going to be the 14th place team in the poll. I don't think they're going to say they're not going to finish last this year. I think they're going to be talking about this, and we have a chance to finish first. They might not be picked to finish first, but that didn't stop them from disagreeing last year. I don't know why it would stop them this year. Either. They're probably going to think they're going to be as good as anybody. No, I'm with you. If you can look at a schedule of 12 games and say definitively that you have the better quarterback definitively in six, seven of them, and at no point out of these 12 games are you definitively – worse at quarterback you're in a good spot again like there's there's a toss-up a few toss-ups in there a lot of guys i like on this list but there is no one that i would say is so far ahead of green that west virginia is going to be a hole at that at the most important position on the field so favorable schedule can't wait for your game by game predictions that you're putting out today right just gonna go ahead and toss them out now just get your parlays ready <laughs> got it all covered here you go. Speaking of, we got to get our gambling bid in here. What's the over-under? What's Vegas setting it at? Give me a number. Do they go as high as seven and a half? Like, I, I wanted to say six. I feel like six and a half is low. But then I feel like seven and a half is high. 
boy. Um, I was just. I mean, I think the like, team can win eight, but it's got to be halves, right? It's got to be halves. I mean, I, I, they're not going to do an even number. Hmm. I mean, they will. They have before, but they, they try not to. Well, seven and a half is interesting. I would probably think six and a half would be fair. Yeah. Seven and a half might get you. I think seven and a half might scare the money, don't you? Right. That's, that's six, what and I'm half, the six and a half gets people thinking, okay, this is going to be a number they're going to get over. Sure. All of a sudden, people are betting seven and a half might be like, oh, I don't know. That's a big number to get over. Seven wins. That doesn't happen. They don't go over seven very often here, too. That's what the 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 people with a financial investment in this might think, too. Like if they're trying to put money on this, I think it's an interesting number there. So, Maybe seven's the right number, but I think seven and a half is something to think about, though, don't you? Yeah. I, I mean, I think expectations from in Morgantown should be higher than that. But, I, you know, we're trying to look at it from a, a Vegas point of view here. And, yeah, I think you're going to have a hard time six and a half to seven and a half there. That's tough. Yeah. Because, again, they're trying to find the even money on both sides of the of the the line there. So it kind of depends on what. You could see, I mean, you're going to see all sorts of numbers shift uh, leading up to the season. But I think West Virginia's could shift a lot, especially if they go with six and a half to start. One more thing, Chris. Uh, Garrett Green, mm -hmm. home and road splits. Home, 52.7%, 9.7 yards per attempt, nine touchdowns, two completions. Pretty good numbers. On the road, two more games. 53.3%, 8.2 yards per attempt, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. So more completion, greater completion percentage, fewer yards per attempt, um, better touchdown per game ratio, one a game, and then fewer interceptions in more games. And some tough road venues and tough road trips, but again, spaced out in such a way you don't think so badly about it. And then just um, a much better runner, uh, more productive runner, 10 touchdowns in seven road games as opposed to just three. And then uh, 5.6 yards per carry, but ran the ball more infrequently at home, but um, almost nine yards a carry as a running back at home. Excuse me, running quarterback at home, but quarterback, we're talking about passing and how he can maybe come from behind or if he has to lead a drive or something like that. Uh, it seemed like he had the had command a couple of times, and sometimes when he wasn't even healthy, too. So, again, a reason to be optimistic. He's got to pay it forward, obviously, but we'll see what happens. And maybe that has some influence on the over-under in the future. Any other final thoughts on this before we wrap it up? Uh, let's wrap it up. We got to get this out there so everybody can tell us how wrong we are and go book your hotels. That's the thing. Nobody can wait for the schedule and then nobody can wait to disagree with our prognostication. <laughs> so we got one part done. Everybody else take care of the rest. Until next time, I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you then.